What is up, everybody? This is Rick Adams. Alongside me is my partner, Jack Farris. This is JNR's Puck House. What's going on, Jack? How are you today? I'm great, Rick. Thanks for the nice intro. Jack Farris here, obviously. Lucky to uh, talk to you guys again. Happy to talk to you guys again. So much hockey to talk about. It's almost unbelievable. Can't wait, Almost overwhelming. Got a lot to talk about. Uh, A lot of good games, a lot of good series, obviously. I'm sure all you guys already know that. Um... Yeah, we're gonna dive right in. I mean, we uh, I I I missed my Rangers yesterday because I was at a wedding. It's all right. So I didn't see that game. Luckily, but, Rick uh, Adams uh got eyes on it. Yeah, I had the uh the Panarin winning goal alert while I was in the limo <coughs> getting back to the hotel. So, um, yeah, I mean we're uh we're excited to talk about every series because oh yeah you know there's a storyline to every single one of them. So absolutely. we're gonna dive right in. Absolutely, Jack. Very well said, man. I like that a lot actually. There is a storyline to every single series here. Um, real quick, just to get it out of the way, um, it's going to be Nashville and Colorado really quick. Mm-hmm. I, and, and no mm-hmm. offense to these Nashville fans or anything. It's just, listen, nope. um, Colorado in my bracket had them winning at four. I just, I yeah. just, it's just, Col- like we said last episode, Colorado is that good. They're forced to be reckoned with. Um, still my Stanley Cup favorite, but... In my bracket, I did shake things up. I don't want to make it all about Rick's bracket and whatnot. But, um, yeah, listen, Colorado, it's no secret. Colorado's better. They proved it. And um, that's where we're at right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, I thought maybe Nashville would win one or two tops. But, yeah, we, you know, you kind of knew Colorado was winning this one. You know, Nashville put up a fight. But um, I think, yeah, Colorado, obviously, you know, so many people, even people that aren't really gr- big hockey fans were picking Colorado to win the cup. So, yeah. Um. Yeah. They got business done with Nashville, and they're on. <coughs> they're on to St. Louis, obviously, which is going to be obviously a tougher matchup. But, um, a lot of people would still say Colorado would win the cup, and I don't disagree with them. They're friggin' wagon. It looks like, uh, you know. So, we're Colorado. We've talked about them enough. We already know how good they are, and we're going to see how they do again against St. Louis because that's going to be one hell of a series. Oh yeah. Um. I think the only storyline with Nashville is you know they kind of went for it because they. Guys like Duchesne really picked it up this year and kind of showed they were worth the money they're making. And uh, Kadri. you know, Love so Kadri, man. oh yeah, but um, you got a guy like Philip Forsberg in Nashville. It's not signed. You wonder if if they get a contract extension done with him or if he becomes a UFA. But yeah, um, other than that, on Nashville, I mean, look, they put up a fight. But yeah, I mean, we all knew that they weren't the team Colorado is. That's for sure. Yeah, you know, um, you know, you brought up Philip. Uh, Philippe Forsberg. I don't want to dive in too much to where he's going to go. We'll save that for the offseason talks. But um, you really do got to wonder, like, does he stay with them? You know, I know Nashville's a good team. We all know this. But um, I- I'm really curious to see where where he winds up. Um, you know, na- like I said, no, you know, Nashville's going to want to keep him. But does Philippe Forsberg want to stay there? Yeah. Um, Look, they got some pieces. Nashville, obviously, Roman Yossi is unbelievable. You know, Norris candidate. But, right um, here. Um, yeah. They're just, you know, Colorado's got so much more depth than we kind of knew that yeah. they were going to win. But, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Colorado just went in there and basically handled business. You know? Got it done. They got it done. They're, they're home resting now for St. Louis, and St. Louis had a little bit of a longer series. So that's going to be one series to watch, I'll tell you that. I mean, there's so many series that are going to be. Every series is going to be a good series to watch. Uh, oh, you yeah. Know, that's that, like that's the, the bottom line. But, Listen, you brought up St. Louis earlier. Um, I counted them out. I know you were talking about them. You were high and mighty on them, and uh, I really did count them out. I know they didn't have it easy against uh, Minnesota, but 
they they played some great hockey and they finished strong and the results show. You know, they came out with the with the win. Absolutely. Like I've said, I the reason St. Louis got it done is because they have the good vets that have been there, done that. True. The battle tested vets, Brandon Saad. Recently too. Braden, uh, Brandon Saad, Braden Shen, Ryan O'Reilly, you know, these guys have been there, done that. You know, even to a lower level guy like Rob, Robert Bertuzzo, Tori Krug's got a ton of ex- playoff experience. Um, Tarasenko, of course. Tarasenko has a ton of play, and he's been <clears throat> unbelievable, you know. Been great. In the summer, they were saying they were going to trade him, and he kind of yeah. wanted to trade. And, oh, is he going to fit in with the team because he requested a trade? Well, all season long, he's been great, and all playoffs long, he's been great. Yeah. So... <clears throat> You know, at least this round, anyway. But yeah, he's uh, he's been unbelievable. So St. Louis has the the veteran pieces, but also the younger pieces. I mean, Robert Thomas is like good, man. unbelievable all year long, and amazing year. He's been good in the playoffs too. Jordan Cairo has been unbelievable as well. Love him. So the young guys are getting it done. Their blue line is solid, more solid than a lot of people give him credit for. Colton Perego is a hell of a defenseman. Justin Falk's very solid. When Krug is healthy, if he's healthy for the next series and he's playing. You know, he's got playoff experience. He's a good defenseman. He moves the puck well. He's good offensively. Um, you know, I know they got the guy, uh, Scott Perunovich, the young kid. Um, right, right. Obi Baker candidate last year. Um, you know, they, they got a solid little blue line there. And, you know, as far as goaltending goes, we're going to see between Biddington and Huso. But um, we'll see what happens there. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I you know another guy uh, we forgot to mention there is uh, David Perron. He's he's just still another vet mm-hmm. that's just been so. Oh yeah, I don't know. How so I forgot solid, him. man. Just so, just so you know, consistency is key. Correct. Like it's just he he was phenomenal, honestly, in that whole series. I think he played all around great. He put the pucks in the net, which which really matters. And uh, you know he played his role and just got open, took the shot, and and it's you know easier said than done. Just went right into the net and. Uh, Listen, the guy, the guy contributed, had big goals at big times, and um, listen, that's what you ask for all the players, right? Oh yeah, you know. Yep. Yeah, the, David Perron's one guy I forgot to mention, obviously, but he's uh, he's another vet that has, he's been there and he's done that, and he's uh, he's a skilled player, he's got experience, and uh, that's one of the reasons I love St. Louis. You know, I mean, they they really could surprise Colorado. Like, I wouldn't be completely shocked if they did that. Um, you know, even a guy like Pavel Buchnevich, guy yep. that was on my Rangers for a while. I mean, he's he had an amazing year. He's playing pretty good in the playoffs. It was a little bit weird how they got rid of him. I, I think they they really couldn't pay him once you know Adam Fox's extension kicked in. I kind of get why they traded him, but like, um, at the same time, like, I don't know. It, he he's solid and he's not afraid to kind of muck it up and play that hard physical brand of hockey as well. So. Um, they got a good team there in St. Louis. They really do. You know, I, I don't know if I would compare it to, you know, Colorado's first line, like McKinnon, Rand, and Landskog. I mean, I don't know if I'd necessarily say I'd be picking St. Louis over Colorado for the series, but listen, St. Louis isn't going to be an easy out. They have the experience. They have good young players. They got it all going on right now. It's really going to come down to is their goaltending up to par every night like they have like they have been. No, I agree. I agree. I think, uh, you know, I said it earlier uh, in, the, in the past couple episodes, actually, not earlier, is uh, I, I doubted their goaltending. I, I thought Bennington had a, had a rough year. Huso finished strong, had a good year, this and that. And then Huso was playing good. Then Bennington came in, played great, you know. Um, listen, it's they, they held it in. That's why they got the series win. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just really, you know, my go-to line, really interested to see what happens against a really, really good team. Yep. Uh, like the Colorado Avalanche. So, oh, yeah. 
you know, uh, more to come and, and whatnot. But, uh, you know, I just want to touch on Minnesota real quick. I think the future overall is bright. bright it, it's very bright there. Uh, if I was ex excited for a team in this upcoming offseason, next season and whatnot, it would be the Minnesota Wild just to see what moves they make. And, uh, you know, we'll save this for the offseason. Just, you know, see how the next season plays out, though. Yeah. Yeah, when it, you know, when it comes down to Minnesota, like, they – they have some good pieces, there's no doubt, but I think the thing that's going to hinder Minnesota is that they have so much dead cap space coming their way with the Suter and Parisi buyouts, and that's really going to hurt them, I think. They're not going to be able to just go out and sign a free agent that they want for right. big bucks or whatever, and um, they're going to have to re-sign Fiala. I don't know what's going to happen with that. I don't know if they want to sign him to big money. He's going to want big money. He's good. He's skilled. It's kind of weird, though. Like no, you know, I've heard that like maybe Minnesota doesn't really want to commit to him long-term for whatever reason, so... We'll see what happens there. I mean, look, their their difference maker is Kaprizov, and luckily he's locked up for another five six years. Right. But um, it's yeah, it's going to be tough because of the cap space situation in Minnesota. So you know, Bill Guerin's going to have to do some juggling with the cap to figure things out, whether it's hockey trades or you know maybe moving it or something like that. Um, but. You know, Minnesota's younger players have been very good. They've, they've looked pretty damn good. Matt Boldy looks very good. You know, he's scoring goals like crazy. He came right in, and he's had an impact since the day he's come in. Um, You know, it, the goaltending situation could get weird because it's like, you know, Talbot, they threw him into a tough situation in that game. Um, Is True. he your guy going forward? I don't know. Is, are they going to re-sign Marc-Andre Fleury? I don't know. Probably not. Right? so. You know, the goaltending thing might be up in the air a little bit for Minnesota. But they have some pieces. They're not in a bad place. I think, uh, you know, you guys, you got guys like Ryan Hartman locked in for a couple of years. You got, you know, Joel, Eriks Joel Erickson-Eck locked up. You got Kaprizov locked up. You definitely got a solid little core there. But I think the thing for Minnesota that's going to make it tough is because they're going to have limited cap space because of those buyouts and their flexibility in the offseason to make moves is going to be hindered by that. I agree. I mean, cap space is going to be a big move. I wonder if they make a, a, you know, I wouldn't say a blockbuster trade, but just some trades to, to uh, you know, make that room. Do they dump them to Arizona? You know, um, you know, we could dive more into that in the off season. We we could we could draw up whole, uh, yeah, you know, scenarios and what whatnot once it becomes yeah, right. the end of July and whatnot. But, Maybe uh, I'm focusing too much on like their cap space situation because no, I love that stuff. But I love that too. For the listeners out there, yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about the series, I think Minnesota put up a great fight, but yeah, I just had a feeling St. Louis was going to win. I think St. Louis is more battle tested. No, and, absolutely. Um. You know, this series could have went either way. A lot of people oh, yeah. picked Minnesota. You know, Me they're too. a good team. Yeah, they were good all year. But uh, I just think that, you know, St. Louis was just able to get it done. You know, they were able yeah, to, to win those games, and their goaltending did what they had to do. The The whole uh, dressing flirt, I mean, uh, Talbot instead of Flurry for that last game, I think was a little weird. I know Talbot played great down the strong Minnesota, and, you know, he had a pretty decent year for them. I, I know he's a capable goalie, and maybe the coach thought he owed it to him. But I do think it's strange that uh, they throw him right in there like that when Flurry's been the guy, you know? Right. You put him in a tough spot, a lot of pressure. But, you know, I don't know. Even if Flurry was in there, I think St. Louis probably still would have got it done. Yeah, I mean, that that was definitely questionable. I mean, you even reached out to me and said, this is this is strange that they're doing that. And I, I actually, I don't think I was watching it yet. And I was like, really? That was, that was super strange to me. I mean, that's the reason why you get a guy like Marc-Andre Fleury. 
You know, yeah. that's why you traded for him. And, like, Experience. you could argue, oh, well, he hasn't been hot and this and that. But I don't know, man. I think you just get – I think just – I think Flory is a guy who's done enough compared to Cam Talbot. No disrespect to Cam Talbot. But I think Flory is a guy that's proven himself and has all the accolades and milestones and whatnot to, to go, okay, you're going to start the game seventh. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that, yeah. I mean, that's that goes with – you know, that's a big thing right there. You, uh, you've played in game sevens, at, you know, in the high pressure games. That's that makes a huge difference. You know, not everyone has played in those games. Right. So being able to handle that type of pressure is a big thing. I mean, all these guys are professionals, but Flurry's been there and done that. So I don't know. Maybe it would have been the move to ride Flurry and see how he, did. you know, it doesn't really matter now. I mean, maybe you never you never know what's going on on in the locker room. Maybe uh, Minnesota's coach thought he owed it to Talbot because he was playing down that well down the stretch, and you know maybe. Right. Thought maybe Talbot would be on fire, you know, fired up to play in Game Seven and give him the shot. But yeah, I mean, St. Louis got it done. I'm not surprised. They're a good team, so we're gonna see what they do against Colorado, and it'll be interesting to see what Minnesota does in the off season. I tell you that. I mean, yeah. not to dive into the off season, like I said, but you know, Minnesota's gonna have to do something now. They lost in the first round, and they got a solid core. You know, they got a solid core of players. So what do they do? Do they make a move? Do they make a hockey trade? Are they able to sign a free agent? Do they have enough cap space? Who knows? What do they do with Fiala? Minnesota in the offseason will be an interest, interesting team to watch for sure. I agree, Jack. I agree. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch, fun to see how it all plays out. You know what else is gonna be fun to see and uh, play out is uh, how much farther does the Calgary Flames go? Um, that's gonna be real interesting against the Edmonton Oilers. I do think that uh, Calgary does win it, but what if there's that odd? special occasion for Mike Smith to play the best hockey he's ever played. And I don't want to hype up Mike Smith. No disrespect to him. He stood on his head against, you know, a sneaky good LA Kings team last, uh, last series there, last game, the game seven. Um, but I really think the only way for the Oilers to beat Calgary is if Mike Smith plays just out of this world goaltending. That's the only way I really do. Cause we all know McDavid's going to play phenomenal. Um, we all know it. The guy's a competitor, you, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yep. but I really, the only way I see it, realistically, is if Mike's. <coughs> bless you. Thank bless you. you. Thank you, Rick. No problem, Jack. Anytime. There's a lot of pollen on the cars. A lot, cars lot of pollen yeah. in the island here. Yeah. Um, no, but seriously, I really do think that, uh, I don't know. I, I think Edmund could, could do it as long as Mike Smith plays out of this world. That's it. That's where I'm at. Yeah, listen, I, I, I don't think Mike Smith is the X factor here. I think with Edmonton, if they beat Calgary, it's going to legit, it's going to be just dry sidle if he's healthy. Hopefully, right. You know, if he is healthy. Him and McDavid just playing absolutely fucking bananas. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. Just scoring big goals. If Calgary somehow finds a way to shut them down, they win. And Calgary has a better goalie. I think Calgary has a better blue line. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. I think Calgary has some depth. Uh, you know, I don't think Calgary's top line. You know, no one, McDavid and Drysaddle. There's no McDavid Drysaddle on Calgary. Put it that right. way. Right. You know, when, when you're talking about the top couple forwards on Edmonton, you know, no one compares to McDavid Drysaddle. Any average hockey fan knows that. But I think when you're talking about Calgary, and you got guys like Gaudreau that could score, you got Matthew Kachuk, you got yep. Lindholm, Anjiapani, Tyler Toffoli's been playing pretty damn well. Yep. They're. Their blue line's pretty damn solid with Hannafin and, and uh, 
Rasmus Anderson and and these guys. So um, you even got you know, and Markstrom's just an amazing goalie. And this could go either way, but I just feel like Calgary's going to win it. I think I could see this going to like Game Seven and Calgary winning. Yeah, I mean, it's the Battle of Alberta. Oh, boy, Alberta. Jesus, that's bad. That's a butcher on words right there, folks. Um, listen, I, I think it can happen. Um, again, and I'm not trying to make it all about Mike Smith and whatnot because guys like uh, like McDavid and Dreisaitl are, are, are game changers, but, you know, we've seen them play against LA, and we saw where, you know, Mike Smith's not playing the greatest, and, you know, they, the Kings snuck in some games. And I'm not trying to say that the Kings aren't that good where they didn't deserve the win or whatnot, but, you know, it's just, it's just the, you know, the series, the, the round one that we saw and I watched and we all watched there and, um, you know, not to single anybody out, but, uh, we're all adults here, right? You know, I, I can see that the weak link is, is goaltending and it's clear as could be. Um, any average hockey fan, I think would really notice that, but, uh, you got to give credit to Calgary. Oh, yeah. You know, you can't, you, you know, and you got to give credit to Edmonton. So. Yeah, and, like, if you're looking at, like, Calgary's blue line, I mean, listen, I'm not going to sit here and say that they have the most amazing blue line in the NHL, but they got big bruises, like Zadarov and Gabranson, yep. those big bruising defensemen that, yeah, they ain't going coast to coast and scoring a goal, but they're they're big guys. Stay at home. Yeah, yeah they're going to block shots and play that Daryl Sutter style of hockey. Noah Haddafin's really good. Rasmus Sanderson's like a good uh, yeah, I like know. Anderson a lot. Rasmus Anderson's good, man. And you know, I you know, listen, Edmonton's blue line isn't bad. It's really not. I mean, Darnell Nurse obviously is Love solid. Him. Love um, Darnell. Yeah, Cody CC, he's yeah. all right. He's not bad. He's a solid defenseman. Love Bouchard. But Duncan man. Keith at least has the experience. He's won yeah, cups in Chicago. Man. Yeah, he can move the puck. Yeah, Evan Bouchard. I love Bouchard. Bouchard's man. gonna be a player. I think he's gonna be he's great. been pretty good throughout. You know. Overall. The whole season, overall, season he's been good. and the playoffs, man. And then you got like Tyson Barry, another puck moving D man. He's kind of a power play guy, right handed shot D man, can move the puck well. Yeah, transitions well out of his own zone. Um, Chris Russell block shots like a you know. So I in, now that you compare both lineups defensively, I do think Calgary and and Edmonton defensively maybe they're even. Yeah, but um. Calgary's at the edge in goaltending, and we all know goaltending yeah. goes a long way in the playoffs. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I mean, listen, you could have listen, you could have the. I I think that Calgary has the scoring depth. Yep. Enough to handle Edmonton's firepower because listen, you you could have the two best guys arguably in the world, right? Mm-hmm. McDavid and Drysital, and like listen, you have a weak goalie, you have a weak goalie, you know. We, we, <laughs> yeah. Listen, I've seen it with the Islanders for years. You know, I I mean, listen, if you have a weak goalie, you have a weak goalie. I, I, I don't think... I Again, I think Emma can, can do it if Mike Smith plays on his head. But if I had to bet, I'm picking Calgary all the way. Yeah. I'm picking I mean, Calgary all the way. There's yeah. no shot. I mean, listen, Lindholm and Michael Backlund are both... And Michael Backlund, not enough people talk about. He's a very good defensive yeah. centerman. Yeah, he scores like some him. big goals. You know... Unless you're a Calgary Flames fan, you're probably not talking about Backlund too much, but he's a good player. If Backlund and Lindholm can find a way to s- slow McDavid and Drysaddle right, down, right. Edmonton's in trouble. Yeah. Because I don't trust Edmonton's goaltending, and aside from McDavid and Drysaddle, I don't think they have all that much depth. You know, yeah. Dujan Hoppins is a good player, but... And, and Kane, picking up Kane, yeah. all, aside <laughs> from his 
bullshit off the ice. Like th- this, that's a great acquisition, man. I mean, mm. he's like what? I think he's second in goal scoring. I think he's second in Gensel, who just got eliminated. You know. Yeah, I think uh, he's got he's got seven goals. Yeah. in fucking seven games. Yeah. So he's gonna, you know. He'll, you know, he'll, he'll pick it up. You know, McDavid, McDavid leaves the points, leaves leaves the playoffs in points. This could go either way. The more, the more you look at it, the more you bounce back and forth on who you're picking. But like you mentioned, Evander Kane, he's doing good. Um, you know, but then Calgary, you got the guys like Blake Coleman and Cal Yarncroke, Tyler Toffoli, Lucic. You got all of those like depth forwards that can chip in yeah. and they got playoff experience and they're good. And if Goudreau and Kachuk, Kachuk keep playing up to that level, that's uh, you know, it, it's t- I don't know. It's gonna be one of those series to watch. I mean, I, I want our I almost want our listeners to, to chime in and kind of say, hey, you know, who they think is gonna win. But uh, maybe we'll put out like a little poll or something. But yeah, you guys can follow uh, us on all the all the social media handles. There, we'll make a Twitter tonight. Um, we're on Instagram. We're on Spotify. We're on YouTube here. So you know. I do think McDavid and Drysdale Rick are just that friggin' good that I wouldn't. I wouldn't fault anyone for picking Edmonton just because yeah. those guys stepping up. I think McDavid's sick of losing, and he's yeah. on another level right now. And when you got Drysaddle on, you know, Drysaddle is unbelievable too. And listen, know. for all we know, this could be the win that they needed to turn it up a notch into a different fucking gear that we never seen before. Yeah, you know, for all we know, that could happen right now. Yeah, um, that and that would be crazy exciting to see. I, I actually kind of hope that happens just to see. You know, we think McDavid and Drysdale are that good now. Like, what what's round two looking like? You okay. know, that yeah. that's gonna be cool. I think. Um, again, like you said, <laughs> the more you talk about it, you can go back and forth. My my main point is, realistically, only way I see them win, and I'm just repeating myself at this point, is if uh, Mike Smith just plays out of this world. If if they still continue to go with him as the start, uh, you know, rightfully so. Um, but you know. It well, just, I think yeah. I think that's what it is. I think that's where Calgary's big edge is going to be. Jacob Markstrom's such a good goalie. Yep. That that's going to be their edge, and Edmonton's edge is just going to be McDavid Drysaddle. It's as simple as that. And it sounds cliche, but they're just that good. That they're they're that you know. The firepower of them is just that, you know, that good. That you know they could literally carry a game if they want. You know, if they're if they're firing on all cylinders, they could really turn a game around. So. For Calgary, Markstrom's going to have to keep playing the way he's playing, and you know they're going to have to find a way to slow down McDavid and Drysaddle. If they do that, they can right. win the series. If they can't slow McDavid and Drysaddle down and Mike Smith is able to play up to par, right. Edmonton can win. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. Like um, You noticed, Jack, uh, you mentioned it too, like slowing down McDavid. That's the thing. They, they have all the, these guys like Lou Cheech, the Flames. You know, they have Lou Cheech. They have this guy. They have that guy, you know. Are they going to be able to actually catch him? That's the whole thing, you know. He's yeah. that fast, you know. I don't think Lucci just catching him, no. you know. Um, but but not not to you know keep going about McDavid and, and Calgary and whatnot. A guy I want to mention who's actually uh, second behind him in, in points is uh, Carter Varhagi. Am I saying it correctly? Carter Varhagi. Varhagi yeah. on the yep. Florida Panthers. What a series. Yeah. Um, Carter Verswagi. Yeah, Verswagi. Listen. Florida Panthers, I got them winning the cup in my bracket. I really do firmly believe if they beat Tampa Bay, I think that I think they can win it all. If they and and again, it's just it's going to be something else to watch, man. This is the battle of Florida. We just went from 
What is it? The, the battle in Alberta is yeah. now to the battle in Florida. Might be just as interesting to watch, too, because yeah. they're such good teams. But yeah, this guy Verhage, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure when he he was like a Toronto draft pick late yep. round. Yep. Didn't really pan out with them. He was on Tampa, played a little bit with Tampa, was in Tampa's farm team um, before signing with Florida last year. So the year, it just goes to show you how deep Tampa was for so many years that he didn't even yeah. crack their lineup. But uh, right. Yeah, he's That's been crazy. on fire. Um, he is playing with good players, obviously, but still, yeah, he's been really good. Um, Florida's a force to be reckoned with. There's no doubt, you know, and. I I got this thing for Tampa for some reason. Like I just you know, I feel like they're able to pull it off. Or they like John Cooper, Vasilevsky's unbelievable. So I'm like kind of on the Tampa bandwagon a little bit, unless they face my Rangers, obviously. But yeah, Florida Tampa is gonna be one hell of a series because Florida is one hell of a team, and they were able to beat Washington, who most people expected them to beat. But you know they got they got business done against uh, against Washington, who's another battle tested playoff experienced team yeah so that's a good sign for florida because you know they didn't they lost in the first round last year so for them to beat washington a battle test the team and move on i mean look they got huberto barkov they, they made the move for Giroux, aaron Eckblad, one of the best defensemen in the nhl in my opinion big right-handed shot defenseman can move the puck he's physical you know if bob Rovsky plays up to par like he should be like he has been yeah. yeah, it's gonna be one hell of a series. Tell you that. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's funny. Like, uh, you got you got guys like Brabowski. Um, he was on the Blue Jackets, right? I think he had a couple. What, maybe a couple playoff wins when they did make it, whatnot. Um, and then he splits, and then he goes to Florida, and and he just loved to see it. Like, I don't want to call it a bounce back, you know, career or anything, but like, you know, it's just. He's just only getting better from what I see. Yeah. And I kind of see that the Capitals series kind of proves that. Um, it's just, uh, you, you got to love it, man. Just just from a hockey player standpoint, like, just seeing him do better. And I know there's rumors about him going to the Islanders and whatnot before he signed with Florida. And I'm just happy the way they are now, not to bring them in. But, um, you know, I got you got to give credit uh, when credit is due. Uh, Florida Panthers beating, beating beating the Washington Capitals. Ovechkin's having a great year, you know, as, as we all know. Probably going to break... Uh, what do you think? You think he's going to break the record? I think he will. I think so. I think he I will. I know. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll, we'll get more into that in off-season talk. But, uh, no, again, listen, you got to give credit what credit's due. Florida Panthers, you got Barkov, Huberdeau. You got even Trocek playing big. You got, you know, Verhage, we mentioned. Um, Aaron Ekblad. You can, oh, yeah. you, the list goes on and on, folks. You, you, could, you could argue... This and that, and this and that, with, with with defense and injuries and this, but you know, Claude Giroux edition. Yep. We've said it before, kind of repeating ourselves, myself. But um, Giroux edition was big. Yeah, Giroux, Giroux's it's just never won a cup, but he's been in a lot of playoff series. And he and, wants it. And he he's wants playing it. With hard. He's motivated. So yeah, Giroux edition was huge. Um, he scored a big goal for them too. So they're uh, yeah. I, this is gonna be one hell of a series. I don't even know if I want to pick a, a winner yet. I I, I mean yeah. yes I will pick. You know what? Jack Farris is going on record. I'm picking Tampa because I've been riding Tampa. I like Tampa. They're the champions. I just think they got it all together right now. I really trust that team. It's I don't really, blame you. You know I really do. I like Florida. I like a lot of guys in Florida, and I think Barkov and Huber are two of the most underrated forwards in the NHL still. Right. And they. 
you know, people still talk about them all the time, so they shouldn't be underrated, but I just think they're just that good that they just kind of get, like, they kind of get, like, masked in the, in, they kind of get thrown in the weeds, like, people don't talk about them as much as they talk about Matthews and, yeah, you know, all the, uh, the big guys in New York or Toronto or Boston or, you know, the bigger teams, I guess, but, right. uh, yeah, they're, they're both unbelievable players, Ekblad's unbelievable, Bobrovsky plays up to par, they could win, but... I don't know. I think Vasilevsky's still better. And I think yeah. Tampa's got a lot of depth. We, we know that. We and know Tampa, Vasilevsky's better. Yeah, Tampa went out and they, they paid big money for the right type of depth. You know, yeah. people, you say they overpaid, doesn't matter. They overpaid last year, too, and they fucking won the cup. True. You know, people, very, oh, you over... strong point. People used to, oh, they overpaid for Barclay Goodrow. They, are, they overpaid for Blake Coleman. All right, well, those guys helped them win the cup. Yep. And guess what? Nick Paul, oh, what'd you give up for... That was a lot to give up for Nick Paul. All right, well, he won He won game seven for them. Yep. Julian Breesbaugh knows what he's doing. Yep. And they have the corn plays. They have Vasilevsky, who's... Lights I out, love man. Igor Shashurkin, but right now Vasilevsky is the best goalie in the league. Yep. You know, Vector Edmonds, one of the best defensemen in the league. Ryan McDonough is still a very, very good defenseman. They have depth. They, their forwards are unbelievable. Braden Point plays every game like he's never, you know... Like, he's never won a playoff game. He plays with that type of passion. Steven Stamkos, you know, Kucherov had a quiet series, but they have every every position you can think of. Tampa's got it covered, and I, yeah, it's tough for me, tough to convince me that they can't beat Florida, but it's going to be a hell of a series. Florida's a good team, too. This might this might be one of the most interesting series. Yeah, much, I, I agree with that. Um, you know, it's funny you mentioned Kucherov not having a great series. It's true, and, and, and that just goes to show and prove how good the Tampa Bay Lightning are. I mean, Kucherov is, is phenomenal. You know, top 10 easily. Top 5 maybe when he's really on his game and whatnot. Um, you know, it's funny. Like, it just it's scary. Like, it just goes to show and prove how good the Lightning are. He could have a really bad series, but then you got a whole, you got the rest of the Tampa Bay Lightning to, to deal with, you know? Yeah. Let's say Dreisaitl, not to, you know, go back and forth, but let's say Dreisaitl's out for the series and then McDavid, they shut down McDavid. Yeah, you know, not, not not against the Oilers, but who else? Yeah, you know. Yeah. So you know you got he Kane knows, in there, but listen, you know. Tampa you know, GM knows proven. what he's doing. He he goes out and gets quality third, fourth line. You know, not guys that are like, oh, I don't know. You know, these guys are good players that he's got. You know, I love the guy Ross Colton. Right. He was a University of Vermont, um, college player, then signs with Tampa. He's in Tampa's system with Syracuse, and they develop him, and he's come in ever since he's come in. He's been great since last year. You know, he, he won. He scored a huge goal, I think. I don't know if it was game six or game seven for Tampa last year in the playoffs, but he's been unbelievable. You know, they go and acquire a guy like Brandon Hagel. They pay a hefty price to get him, but that's a guy that's locked up for a couple of years at a real nice number. He plays that, like, fuck you style digs out pucks, goes in the corners, plays that, like, playoff type nice of hockey. Shot. Yeah, he could score goals, like, and, and the t- Tampa's GM knows that. So he's like, oh, yeah, I will give up a lot for him because he knows that Tampa has the core in place right now to, to keep winning. So you you acquire guys like that to add to the group, to, to freshen it up a bit, uh, you know, that, you know, and then you got, yeah, you add Nick Pohl. It, it's, they have so much depth. They really do. Guy like Pat Maroon is still playing at a high level. Andre Palat's playing at a pretty high level. He's scoring goals. So if you get Kucherov and Stamkos to step it up a bit, 
you know, Tampa's uh, Tampa could definitely get it done. Absolutely. Wouldn't, you know, wouldn't shock me one bit. But it also wouldn't shock me just how good Florida is. Is it, is it their time? Is it their time to shine? Is it their time to take that step forward and really show that they're a legit team? You know, Barkov, Huberdeau really put right. themselves on the map and be like, hey, we're uh, we're legit superstars. Yeah, we can win a, play. We can <laughs> win a championship. Yeah. Um, so, I'm probably going to say this about every series, but this might be my favorite series to keep an eye on. You yeah. Know, I, probably Carolina and New York because I'm a Rangers fan, but this one's going to be interesting because this could go either way and wouldn't shock me either way. Yeah, for me, um, honestly, two two interesting series I want to watch, and and just because we've mentioned them before, is uh, the Battle of Alberta. You mm-hmm. know, uh, you got the Flames and the Oilers, and then you got this one. Yeah. You know, the Battle of Florida. So that's gonna be great. Um, you know, Jack Farris is going with the favorite with with the Tampa Bay Lightning, yeah. and uh, Risky Rick Adams is gonna go with the Florida Panthers, just based okay. on. Uh, you know, I think I think it is their time, and I, <laughs> I said it about Toronto. Uh, <laughs> you know. We'll, we'll dive into that in a little bit, but, uh, you know, I said that about Toronto. I did get right they're going to go to seven. I just, you know, I said Toronto's going to win, but uh, I think, I think, I think this game, this series goes to seven. I think Florida versus Tampa goes to seven. I feel like it's, it's that, it's that good. I think if Toronto went to seven, I think, I think Florida goes to seven, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I, I, I'm not comfortable like saying Tampa is going to win in less than seven because yeah they're just I think Florida's a good team I really do I wouldn't be too confident saying Florida would win less than, less than seven either right so uh, that's a tough one I mean it could go either way but yeah I, I do think it goes seven I think these are two really good teams and they're both going to leave it all out there and it's going to come down to the nitty gritty and who you know yeah who, what Tampa's goalie plays team, better man. and what what right, guy gets right, the, right, right. the greasy goal in front and stuff you know that's what yeah. it's going to come down to so it's going to be one of the reasons why it's so interesting to watch oh yeah man I, i'm excited man like you know we could go on and on this is the best time of the year folks this is this is just something else i'm already thinking about all these now as we're like what a half hour into this and whatnot um i'm so fucking excited words yeah. can't express it i really can't I really can't, uh, you know, express it too much because it's you the best time of year. Know. It is. It You're really is. Coming home from work, you throw on the playoff game. Yeah. The, the, every night, starting tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Yeah. There's man. a game to throw on and watch. That's interesting. So. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's funny. I brought up Toronto earlier. I feel like, and and the Canadian media and Toronto fans, correct me if I'm wrong. You know, I know I I could sympathize a little bit with your pain. Not that I know what it's like, but. Uh, you gotta give them some credit, man. You can't. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think you could throw up your hands in the air, and fucking freak the fuck out, and and that's it. Fire everybody. Trade this guy, that guy. They definitely need to make some moves due to cap issues, but I don't know. I think people are overreacting. Um, they went seven games, you know, mm-hmm. against the two-time Stanley Cup champions, and and listen, I, I say that. They're overreacting because I never dealt that with that pain for what nine, nine playoff appearances now. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, I, I, I just think they're overreacting. They may need to make, you know, maybe a couple moves. Maybe get rid of one of the core four guys. Who knows? Maybe run it back and make small changes. You know, I, who knows? But I don't know. Toronto. I, as long as Matthew stays with them, I think they're going to be just just fine in the future. I really do believe that. 
I, I think they see a cup soon, honestly. Yeah, listen, this... Uh, you know, I give it... <laughs> it's, it's, May, it's May 16th, three years. Let's check back in three years. I think they have a cup under the belt. Yeah, Rick, I mean, not going to surprise me. Matthews is a hell of a player, obviously. I mean, look, the, just talk about the series real quick. I mean, when Toronto was up 3-2, I just had a, I was like, yeah, Tampa's... Yeah, you th- did. Tampa's going to win. They're going to find a way to win. They're, uh, I was like, they're they're a championship battle tested team. They know how to win. I just knew I hate to say it, but I, I just knew Toronto was gonna choke. I, I knew Tampa was the better team. They were gonna get it done. They were gonna find a way to do it. Um I do agree Matthews is unbelievable. And if he stays there, which he is on contract for another few years, so he's obviously gonna stay there for at least you know, the foreseeable future. But um I don't like, I don't know exactly what Toronto's problem is. It's tough to say. I, I don't think it's as simple as just adding, like, some tough left-wing guy. I don't think it is either. You know, that could score a couple goals. Like, I don't know. It, it's tough. I do think they need a little bit more, like, grit. fuck you to their game. Yeah. Like, a little bit more of, like, a, you know, but like I said, like, not like an enforcer that just fights. Like, you know, when you talk about Tampa with guys like Hagel and Paul, those guys are big, tough guys that could, you know kill penalties but they could also score and they're not bad players they're not bad skaters they're they're all around pretty decent hockey players so you know to go get a guy like that it's probably cost them but i do think toronto's problem is you know marner's making like close to 12 million matthew's making close to 12 million which rightfully so because he's unbelievable he just scored 60 fucking goals of course he's gonna make big money of course um but you got marner making big money then you got Tavares making eleven million. You have Nylander making money. seven, and Nylander's been good. You know, Nylander's uh, skill wise and scoring wise and putting yeah. up points wise has been unbelievable. What's Riley but getting? Morgan. Riley. I think Riley might be getting seven and a half or something like that or eight. So Rightfully so. He had a good goal then. That Listen, series. It was a nice goal, a top shelf goal. Yeah, look, guys aren't going to want to take Toronto uh, discounts in Toronto. It's not Tampa Bay. It's not Florida. It's not Carolina. It, you know, highly taxed. Ta- highly taxed. It's a highly taxed country. So, on top of that, you got a lot of media pressure and stuff like that. Um, I think I'm not like crapping on Toronto here either, because look, it's it's Toronto, it's hockey city, basically. Yeah, you know, it's, it's history. That's, it's it's, historic. That's, that's hockey. You think it's hockey? You think historic, Toronto? Man, it's you yeah. Know. I'm sure if I went and played a game as an NHL player in Toronto, it would be unbelievable. It would feel of amazing. Course. But I'm just saying the facts are the facts that it's expensive to live there. They get taxed a lot, so these players aren't going to take discounts. Um, Matthews is putting up 60 goals for you, so it's almost like how could you freaking ask him to take a discount, honestly. But, yeah, true. Um, Very true. I, do, I think, you know, something's got to give. I think, you know, if you can't get rid of Tavares, I mean, do you explore trading Marner? I don't know. I mean, this is probably more of an off-season, like, discussion, but Marner's unbelievable. He's skilled and a good player. I, I'm not, like, a Marner hater, but I just think, like, if they like Martin, if they're man. unable to get it done for you in the playoffs, I mean, like, do you just do you go for it another another year and see what happens? See if they could get you past the first round again, right? When they haven't been able to, I mean, they're young enough where you probably can do that again. But if not, I mean, where what do you do? Because you don't have much cap space. I mean, I guess you could give up a pick and a prospect and try to go acquire somebody that like fits. a Nick Bull. Someone like that that you could fit into your cap and and maybe is locked up for a few years or something that's yeah. not on a huge cap hit. I like to see them do that. Um, they're good. They're good, and they listen. You, 
if they were a bad team, you would not take Tampa to seven. So I don't right. think they're a bad team. Right, exactly. But, exactly. Um, they're not good enough to beat Tampa. That's the bottom line. They weren't good enough to beat Boston last year. Like they're right. not they can't get out of the first round. So I do think they have to do something. I agree with you, Rick, in the sense that they shouldn't panic and fucking trade everyone and fire everyone. I don't think yeah, that's the insane. move. It's insane but to me. I'd like to see them do something to change yeah. up the culture a little bit. No, absolutely. Whether it's like uh player personnel wise, I don't know. Do you think the players are getting tired of Sheldon Keefe's message? I don't know. Maybe. Do you hire another coach? Do you keep Keefe? I don't know. Um Yeah, it's gonna be good. Good to see. But um, we'll see what they do. But yeah, no surprise that Tampa beat them. Tampa knows how to get it done in big pressure moments. They're champions. Yeah, and that's why they're champions right there. Yeah. Right there. You're like, Jack, great great way to end that. It was very well said, man. Um, that's why they're two-time Stanley Cup champs. And, um, you know, uh, not to spend too much time on Toronto real quick, but, uh, you know, I think me personally, what I would really like to see, and the Toronto fans are probably like, no, let's change it up already. But I really would like to see them keep their core and just make some, you know, make some changes on the third line, fourth line, whatnot. I'm not calling for anybody's head, but just get that depth, get a guy like Nick Paul, trade a first round to get some guy. Um, You know, I would really like to see how that pans out before they start making moves with Nylander or Marner and whatnot. Um, That, you know, I'd rather see that first and then then make a major move. Yeah. um, Yeah, We'll see. You don't think you hit the panic button yet, but at some point... Something's got to give because, you know... Uh, they have the best team that, that that I think on paper and whatnot, and the regular season can prove it. I think they have the best team that they've ever had in the previous years. I give Jack Campbell a lot of credit. He's a good goalie. Yeah. He's played oh, great. yeah. But... 30 wins on the season. Yeah, and he played good in the playoffs too, but... It's just... That just comes down to how good Tampa really is. That they... Right. You know, Vasilevsky is the better goalie. And... We all know it. They, they were able to get it done. And... You know, it's, uh, you know what? T- Toronto had it tough to face Tampa in the first round. Let's oh, 100%. 100%. I, I think maybe if they played Boston, they beat them. You yep. know, if yep. it was some other team, they, no they might have beat them, you know. Yeah. So, it's, uh, it's tough for Toronto, but you know what? We'll see what happens in the offseason. Once it gets closer, we'll talk more about that and what, what yeah, I think. Yeah, that'll be to, fun. Yeah. We get to talk about that. We'll talk about Minnesota Wild, what moves they should make. It's going to be good in the offseason. Yeah. Well, don't worry, folks. When, when you think Jack and Rick are uh, are off during the offseason, uh, we're, we're not. We're going to be talking hockey. We're going to be drawing up all these different oh, yeah. moves and whatnot, what teams should do and suggestions. And, and fans, chime in. You know, Please, give us give us something to talk about. Let's talk about it. Um, yeah, the playoffs end. We're not just golfing and drinking Miller Lights. We're uh, we might be doing a little bit of that, but trust me, we're focusing on the podcast. So we'll, we'll be here. We'll talk. be here. Um, series I want to wrap up, uh, dive into. What am I saying? Is uh, I guess we could wrap it up too. Is actually the New York Rangers in Pittsburgh. What a series, man! That was back and forth too. Another game seven. Um, I I know Jack mentioned that he did not watch that game seven, but Risky Rick over here did. And uh, man, I I'm as an Islanders fan. I was rooting for them, not only because I had them in my bracket. You know, I had my parlay that hit. I had my uh, my Kreider, Gunsel, anytime goal scorer with the over, five, five, five and a half it was. Um, I was rooting for them, and that's coming from an Islanders fan. The Garden's electric. It's no secret. And uh, I just, I, I, sorry, Pittsburgh fans. I, I fucking hate the Penguins, man. <laughs> just years of abuse. Yeah. It's just years of abuse. Fuck you guys. 
fuck them. Um, but all joking aside, it's uh, you know, it's good to see the Rangers win. I don't, I don't care. You know, I can say that as an Islanders yeah. fan. You know, it's 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 the it's the part of the healthy competition and yeah. the competitive nature. Honestly, I think I'd root um, for the Islanders over Pittsburgh too. To be honest, yeah, yeah. it's just you know, uh, listen, it's uh, <laughs> hey, Pittsburgh had their cups, they had their time. Fuck you guys. That's where I'm at. That's yeah. where I'm at. I give Crosby a lot of credit for coming back for Game 7 because I'm sure whatever was bothering him, bothering him was bothering him quite a bit. But that oh, just sure. goes to show you what a competitor he is. Yep. But, um, yeah, my Rangers got it done. Like I said, I was uh, at a wedding, so I didn't get to see the game. But we got the alert that Panarin won it, so I was pretty pumped up. Made me uh, want to drink even more and celebrate. But, yeah, it was, it was uh, good to see. And now they're going to go on and face Carolina. So before we dive into that series coming up... Um, yeah, I mean, it was a great series. It could have gone either way. Um, the Rangers got it done. It's all Igor. Not all Igor, because the, you know, there's so I many players we could talk about that, that played so well. But without Igor, I don't think the Rangers won the series. So I, I like to give him that. I like that, day. because what I was going to say is that I thought he didn't play his best hockey, but he stuck in there strong enough to wrap it up, finish the series. Mm. Take a day or two off, right? Yeah. And then come back in. Um, you know, I think, uh, again, goaltending is what came down to it. Because I really do believe that Shuster can finish strong. And, and you know, just just got the W at the end of the yep. series. Uh, a guy I want to make note of is that uh, I was mentioning it before, you know, and I think it was on our first episode with the, with the predictions and whatnot. Is a guy like Chris Kreider going to keep it going or burn out? He did not burn out. Nope. He kept the fucking yeah. flame on. He's been fucking awesome. He was awesome. lit the whole series. Yep. And he was he played fucking great, man. Yeah, he's been unbelievable. Uh, yeah, ever since the beginning of this season when I didn't pick him in fantasy because I was like, oh, you know, he's inconsistent. And that was my mistake for thinking that because he's just been unreal the entire season and the entire series. And right. He's a playoff player now. Sure He's is. got playoff experience. Big boy, too. He's a big boy. Um, he can score goals. He greasy goals. He's got speed. Um, he's been an X-factor for them, 100%, yep. Rick. 100%. You know, that's not the first no person doubt. I thought of, to be honest, because I'm so focused on how good Igor has played. But, yeah, he, uh, he's he been on. He's been lights out, no doubt. And on to a, a lower level than Kreider. I know Kreider's scoring the big goals for them and stuff, but Ryan Lindgren has been an absolute oh, warrior. Yeah. For I them. like him. Not enough people talk about him. He's been a warrior. He's blocking shots. He's just doing whatever the fuck he has to do. Doesn't matter, you know. Yep. So, really loving the way Lindgren played for them. And uh, yeah, listen, there. Another guy, um, uh, and I said it maybe the last episode is uh, Andrew Cop. Man, plus four, right? He's got seven points in seven games. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. I mean, they they gotta be happy. Management has to be happy about that. You know, you oh, yeah. acquire a guy at the deadline. He's playing fucking out of this world. Fucking, you know. He listen. He's a two way guy. He's able to. He's he's able to really honestly do it all. Check, defend, fucking put the puck in the net when he needs to. He plays positionally good. Um, you know, I'm not gonna go down a whole fucking uh, fucking script here, but you know, it's just uh, it, it's something else, man. It's got to be the best feeling, and and definitely contributed to the to the series win for sure, no doubt about it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Very smart pickup by Drew. I love Andrew Cop. He's a good player. I like it. Only thing, I don't know if we're gonna be able to afford to resign him. Hopefully, right, right, right. Might not be able to, but uh, 
you know, we'll see with that. Uh, I think that'd be a smart signing if we could fit him in somehow. You I know? think but, so. Uh, he plays that Ranger hockey. Oh yeah, but yeah, he's he's been a difference. But look, the, I love this Rangers team this year. They just everyone is kind of doing their job. You know, uh, no one's really not doing their job. No one's falling behind. No one's you know playing cold. So, um, Cop is an example of that. And yeah, I'm excited. I mean, they they. That was a tough series against Pittsburgh, but they got it done. And now they got to go face a Carolina team who, you know, doesn't have the injuries Pittsburgh had. And, you know, they just beat Boston, who's a good team. And we all, we all know how good Carolina is. Right. So it's, it's going to be a real good series. And uh, if you want to dive into that a little bit, Rick, get your opinion on it. Yeah, listen, um, it's funny, man. I, I, think, uh, I think Carolina can beat the Rangers. I think it's possible. But I do think that the goaltending for the Carolina Hurricanes will be their downfall. I mean, Freddie Anderson's still not back. Um, but I can't believe I'm saying this. At the same time, I could see the Rangers beating them, given that, that that's the circumstances. The, the goaltending would be the issue. So this is, this is a tough series to, to, to bet on. And honestly... I don't want to bet on this. This is this is a series I want to stay away from. To be honest with you, if I'm talking about betting wise, yeah. Um, go either way. This is this is fucked up. <laughs> it is. It's fucked up because listen, if, if if Freddie Anderson was healthy, playing good, he was he's hot after round one. He was playing right. Um, I would pick Carolina, but the fact that Freddie Anderson is still not in and it's kind of up in the air about him. Uh, from what I know about, and my knowledge, but uh, I think if Shesterkin pulls it together and just goes, okay, round one's out of the way, this is a new series, let's start fresh, and the team plays the way they are, I think it's over, man. I, th- I think Rangers could really fucking do it. Um, I just want to mention how good fucking, and this is no surprise, but, and and I want to mention how good fucking Adam Fox was last, last series with, with yeah. against Penguins, man. I mean, he, defenseman, man, 10 points, 7 games, um, you know, he's at a zero for a plus minus. I think it's a bullshit stat anyway, but you know, it, to, to like 50% of it, I take, I take it into consideration. Um, but you know, you could argue that some goals against was his, you know, his fault. And as a defenseman, you don't need him to score goals. You need him to fucking, you know, whatever, whatever. But listen, he's a key part. Guess who passed the puck to Artemi Panarin for the game winner fucking the game yeah. winner, you know, is Adam Fox. Yeah. So, you know, you know, you want to argue, oh, he has to play defense, he's a defenseman, but guess what? He plays that offensive aspect, right? Smart. He's and a boy's kid. Look at that. Yep. Look at that. Assist on the game winner. Yep. So, that's all I'm going to say. 100%. He's poised. He's smart with the puck. Um, he doesn't panic under pressure with the puck. He's an unbelievable player. There's no way around it. Um, you know... This is this is gonna be a tough series. There's no Absolutely. doubt because Carolina's good and Jacob Slavin's really good and Tony D'Angelo's been on fire and Brady Shea and Brett Pesci are another underrated D pairing that are very very good. Um, I think my Rangers could definitely get it done. You know, full transparency, but it's not gonna be easy. I think it's gonna be a tougher series than it was against Pittsburgh. Um. But, you know, the more I look at Carolina's roster and the Rangers' roster, I almost think that the Rangers might have more depth than Carolina at forward. I really do. Um, 
I believe that. You know, when you look at, I don't know if Goodrow's going to come back or not, but if Goodrow comes back, then you got, like you Reeves. said, Andrew Kopp, and, you know, you got you got these guys in the bottom six that could play. They you could. Know, um, Frankie Vitrano. Vitrano was out of this world. That's yeah. another guy I forgot to mention, man. I think for the Rangers, it's he really... He played great. Yeah, it's going to come down for the Rangers with, you know, it's going to come down to Zaman and Jad and Panarin and Kreider to play at the level that they've been playing at. And I think they can. And I think if they do, that's going to be the difference maker. Yeah. You know. It's true, man. It's all facts. You know, really Carolina's first two lines are very good, too. I mean, you got Aho and Svechnikov and Taravainen and Trocek and these guys and the younger guys like Nikosh and stuff like that, so... They if they step it up, you know, it, it's going to be an interesting series if those guys play at the pace that they've been playing at. Right. And then New York, you know, the Rangers if they keep playing at the pace that they play at. Jack's a little tired over here, folks. Yeah. He's got a case of the yawns. It's all good. We can cut to, that out. I tried to sneak a, a yawn in there. You know, <laughs> long long wedding last night. I've been out, but trying to. Uh, Trying to recoup here a little bit, but you know, speaking of uh, Carolina, and, and you mentioned Aho, did you see that hit that McAvoy? I think it was that hit. Oh Aho? yeah, oh, leveled. God, that was a beautiful, clean hockey hit. I don't yeah. care what anybody says. That was, oh man, you gotta love that. Oh yeah, that. Mac McAvoy Playoff leveled Playoff hockey, fucking, you gotta love it. Credit to Aho, he got right back up after. Yeah, that. man. Yeah, I thought he was done. To be honest with you, I yeah. th- I really thought that was like, oh fuck. Yeah. That was uh, that was something else, man. Seriously. Um, you know, it's funny. I, I mentioned last series with Carolina Boston player to watch would be Nito Niederreiter. I think, uh, I don't think he burns out. Speaking about guys that don't burn out, like, uh, like me. No, I'm just kidding. But like, uh, like Kreider. Um, you know, I, I think Niederreiter, I think, I really do think that he is playing probably the best hockey of his career. You could argue that about the thirty goal season, whatnot, but postseason he's been fucking phenomenal so far. I think. Yeah. Um, and that's you know, coming from an Islanders fan, the Islanders drafted him. I don't think management gave him a fucking fair shot. You could argue that he played thirty eight games or something, and he didn't. He only put up four points, and he, you could argue that he was a bust. But guess what? They traded him, or he signed with fucking Carolina, and then he puts up thirty goals. Oh, yeah. So you know, it's just typical, typical Islander shit, but. No, I think I think Nino Niederreiter. Um, I really think that he can be a difference maker. He's just a pure goal scorer, and I really do. I oh, I always liked him, even though that he didn't really get the shine with the Islanders. I always liked him. I was always a fan. So uh, maybe I'm being a little bit biased. Probably am, but uh, Risky Rick is gonna call for seven points with uh, wow with Nino Niederreiter. Okay, I just I, that's a really risky bold pick. And I actually, if I could find a player prop for a series before it starts or something on, on one of those apps, if he would have at least seven points, you know, I would love to see what the odds are for that. You know, I would love to see, you know, potential winnings because I would bet on it. I bet, you know, 20, 50 bucks on it. Yeah. I really do think he's right. a difference maker, honestly. Yeah, no, you're a neater at a guy, for sure. Um, yeah, I... I don't even know where to go with this because I loved I liked Carolina so much against Boston and right, I like their right. team, but the the Rangers I got a bias towards them for sure because they're I'm a fan, obviously. Right. And um, you know it's also just 
I think the Rangers are capable of getting it done. You know, I, I do, you know, if they're big players, Panarin, Zibanejad, like I've said before, and, you know, I don't think people are giving Jacob Truba enough credit for how he's played in the playoffs. You know, he's been such a playoff player, big right-hand shot defenseman, plays physical, can move the puck well. Um, you know, it, it's not going to shock me one bit if, if Truba could, uh, I'm sorry, Truba, if, if the Rangers could beat Carolina. It's going to be an interesting series. Um, I like both coaches. I like Brenda Rod Moore. I like Gallant. Um, the Rangers' big guy. Look, Carolina's big guys do step it up every time, right? Like they, every, They've proven that during the season and in the playoffs, they could score goals and they can score the big goals. The Rangers have to keep doing that. The Rangers have proved that against Pittsburgh. So if they continuously do that against Carolina, then yes. That's Absolutely. what they're going to have to keep. Their big guys, Criders, Badger, Panarin, are going to have to keep playing big. They're going to have to keep producing. and Consistency you know, is cake. Yeah, and Igor is going to have to stand on his head like he has been. And I think they definitely, definitely have a shot to beat Carolina, but it's not going to be an easy series. Um, Carolina's a good team. They have player of experience, and they have a good coach. They've got a good blue line. Right. Freddie Anderson, if he's healthy. Ronta was playing great when Anderson wasn't healthy, so it's going to be uh, – it's going to be a great series, but I'm obviously going with my Rangers because I'm a Rangers fan. I can't pick against them, but you seriously, look, Igor's been unbelievable. Their big boys have been getting it done. I think they have depth down, you know, I think they have depth down the middle. They got depth on the wings. Um, you know, eh, the only weakness I see with the Rangers is their decor is a little young. Once you look past Truba, I mean, Fox has been unbelievable. He is young, right. but he's Wild been unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, So that's different. Kind I'm, of established. Yeah, he's totally unreal. Um, it's, you know, can K. Andre Miller keep playing the way? He's been pretty solid. He's playing big minutes for them. He's been good. I got no complaints about Miller. Schneider's been good, too. No complaints about him, either. But um, they have to keep playing good, you know, to win the series. We can't have, uh, you know, any rookie mistakes out there against a battle-tested Carolina team. But, right. Um, I do. I think they could get it done. You know, you mentioned Fox, Norris winner. Igor has been lights out for the freaking 15th time, I'll say it. But, right. uh, yeah, their big boys get it done. They could be Carolina, definitely. Yeah, I mean, listen, I've said it earlier when we first talked about this series is that I really do think Carolina can beat them. Uh, and I also think that the Rangers can beat them. And, and that simply as this, uh, we, we've been saying it, the whole podcast, man, about goaltending. I really do think the Rangers right now, right this second. Actually, no, I shouldn't even say right now. This right the second overall. I think, I think the Rangers have the better goaltender. Obviously, I mean that's kind of obvious. Actually, even if Anderson was playing, so um, that's where it's tough for this, and that's why I say. Betting wise, I don't even want to. I want to stay away from this fucking game. Yeah, I wouldn't. I really don't want to. I don't want to. Well, put money on this game at all. So, folks, if you're looking, <laughs> trying to look for risky Rick's picks like that, I stay the fuck away from this. That's all I'm gonna risky say. Risky Rick's picks will be up, but yeah, Carolina New York game will probably be uh, excluded. What yeah. I will say is, how many times did I've said it? Jack Ferris called it. One of the reasons Boston lost is because they took. Pa- dumb oh, penalties yeah, against Carolina, which you shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. So the Rangers cannot take dumb penalties against Carolina because their power play is lethal. It's scary. Yeah. They're going to score eight times so out of ten on their power play. So you do not want to be taking dumb penalties against Carolina and letting them go up a goal. Yeah, so, it's scary. 
Um, and you know how that goes. Look, the, there's times where the ref calls a stupid penalty and it's not the other team's fault. But bottom line is, you give Carolina enough power plays, you're going to be behind the eight ball. There's no doubt. So the Rangers got to be careful and cognizant of that. Hopefully we got good refs for that series. And uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely uh, going to be an awesome series. Both teams have depth. Um, you know, Fox has been unreal. I'm really happy with my Rangers. I'm happy with that, the way everybody's playing, honestly. I'm really proud of them. Yeah. Um, but to talk on Carolina a little bit, how good has my boy Tony D'Angelo been? Oh, and so how good. much money do you think guy. he's going to get paid? Because he's been... He's not, so good. He's got like 40, I think 45 or 48 points on the year uh, as a defenseman. Um, yep. And he's playing unreal in the playoffs. You know, he scored a huge goal against Boston uh, at home. And, you know, Boston fans hate him. It's great. Like, he just eats it up, you know, so... He's uh, plays even better. Yeah, I'm curious what he gets paid. I'm wondering if they're they going long term with him or what. But he's uh, he's a good freaking player, man. Tell you yeah, that. that whole that whole decor is fucking phenomenal. Um, yeah, I'm curious to see how much he gets paid just from contract aspect and whatnot. That's gonna be interesting because you know a guy like that he plays with an edge, he plays good in the playoffs plays good defensively, and he plays good offensively. That's an all-around package. Quarterback's the PP. Yeah, you know, know, it's... I mean, it wouldn't shock me if they paid him seven, seven and a half just due to the market because of South Jones and everybody that follows suited, but... I think if Carolina could lock him in six years, six and a half, or seven million... That's so ideal. That's what I was going to say. Like, six and a half is where I see him signing. Because he's still young. He's 26. So you get him all his prime years. So yeah, that'll be an interesting story to watch. Yeah, that's gonna be great. I can't, I can't wait. Um, I mean, listen, this should be a great series to watch. Um, betting wise, I'm staying the fuck away. That's where I'm. I at. will be too. I definitely will be because I can't not pick my Rangers if I'm picking a bet. But not, I haven't been betting anyway. I've been staying away from the bets. You know, last couple bets I did didn't go so hot, so I've been staying away from that. But. You know, Risky Rick here has got the good bets, and uh, he likes to get into that a little more than I do. But, yeah, for the Sorry. Rangers, Carolina, I won't be touching that either. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, speaking of bets, I had the Rangers and the Flames last night. They won me some money there. That was great. Um, but, you know, now that we, we bring them up, just, you know, we already spoke about uh, the Rangers and Carolina. You know, the Calgary Flames in Dallas, man, fuck, man, what a great series. That's a great series, oh, yeah. man. That's... Um, and I'm sorry to Dallas, man, because I want to apologize because I counted you guys out. I almost as bad as Nashville. Um, Ottinger is so good, and he he really held it down. The fucking anchor mm-hmm. is what I would like to call him. Bright future ahead of him. Um, I was saying to you early, Jack, earlier. I think I think Dallas, if they were a team that was, you know, if there was teams you could ask me who do a quick rebuild and then back in the playoffs, I, I would say Dallas. I mean, if they build around Ottinger in the next, you know, two, you know, year, two, three years, I, I could see them back in the playoffs easily. I think they're going to have issues with Seguin, uh, Sagan and uh, Ben. Yeah. Um, and I know Ben scored that game seven goal, and, and you know, I'm just, you know, I, I just, uh, I think they could they could maybe get another free agent, sneak a pick in with the draft, get a good guy. Maybe he's NHL ready, He's you know, whatever, mm-hmm. but... I don't know. I I think uh, you know Calgary obviously is more superior. We called that. We knew that. Um, but uh, 
Andre's just unreal, man. I have to give it to him. Gotta give it to him. Absolutely. Yeah, he's a young goalie coming in. He's played. He was playing amazing. Um, maybe not getting as much credit because you got guys like Shashurkin and all these other good goaltenders that are kind of stealing the thunder a bit. But he's been he's been lights out. He was great for them. Obviously, they didn't win the series, but he played unbelievable. I think Dallas is a good goalie in their pipeline now in Ottinger for their future. Um, with Dallas, it's weird. I mean. I could see it going either way. I could see them like turning it around next year and, and going for a run again or like it going the opposite way. I think Sagan and Ben have had a lot of injuries and they're getting older. Um, not that they're like old where like they can't play anymore. No, like they're no. still good, but like they are getting older and they have had a lot of injuries and right. a lot of surgeries and whatnot. And, uh, you know, Joe Pavelski's unreal. I love Pavelski. I think he's an awesome player, but he's also older and right. um, they're their core is older, um, you know. Besides Rob, you know, like uh, Jason Robinson, he's he's gonna he's, gonna he's some player. Oh yeah, um, speedy winger. Yeah, Heiskinen's really good. I mean, like I, maybe you're maybe you're right, Rick. Maybe I'm like not. I, I maybe I don't pay enough attention to Dallas, but they, you know, when you look at Ottinger, like you always start from the net out, right? When you look at a team and the rebuild, and if Ottinger keeps playing the way he's been playing, and absolutely, you got a, you know a nice left-handed shot defenseman in Heiskanen locked up, who's a good skater and a good puck mover, and he's big. And then you got Jason Robinson, who's a sniper and does nothing but score goals, you know. And you mix in some vets. I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, maybe Dallas's rebuild doesn't take that long because they already got some nice pieces there. So I agree. Um, we really even shouldn't even be really saying the word rebuild because they just made the playoffs and went right. to game seven. Right, right. But yeah, I mean, uh, maybe we're not giving enough credit to these veterans, but yeah, I you know, Dallas is uh, they got some nice pieces in Dallas for sure, and I, I just I think I don't pay enough attention to them, but when you when you look at it on paper and you see the pieces they got like Jason Robertson and Ottinger and Heiskanen, who's like you know, maybe Victor Hedman light. Right, maybe that's the right word. He's not Victor Hedman, but he's like he's big and he can move and he's yeah, good. Yeah, I like you know, that. I like that. He's finit. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he's uh, he's a good player and that series was great. You know, I I really didn't give Dallas enough credit and I probably should have because they are them. they've been a good team for a while now, but they just always they don't get to that next step. I guess that next level. Right. But um. Yeah, Calgary got it done, which I'm not surprised. I did pick them to win. Um, Markstrom played un- unbelievable. Kachuk played unbelievable. Um, Toffoli scored that big tip in goal yeah, in did. the third period, yep. right? Um, yeah, Calgary got it done, man. You know, they, uh, they're they a really good team, and it's tough to, it's tough to count out Dallas, but, you know, Calgary was able to just go in there and handle business. So, yeah, I mean, uh, listen, it's it's just becomes down to really again, kind of like Colorado and Nashville, and I don't want to compare Nashville to Dallas. I mean, the the proof was right there, and 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 what we watched, but uh, it just I feel like it just came down to the better team, obviously, hence why Calgary won, but and I don't even want to say a superior team. Because they didn't sweep Dallas like how Colorado did to Nashville. And I was saying it comes down to that kind of series was the superior team. But um, I just, I always, we, we both thought it. I always thought that Calgary was just 
overall better. And they had a little bit of a late start. You know, I think they maybe took their opponent lightly and whatnot, and then they just finally got it together. So, um, listen, they stay healthy. I hope I don't jinx them. Um, but I think if they stay healthy, they can go all the way at Calgary. I really do think that. Um, especially coming from the West. I mean, if they... I, the team to beat is who? Fucking... Listen, I know one series at a time, they do got to beat Edmonton, but I think they could beat Edmonton. Um, and, and then you got Colorado, you know? And that's if Colorado beats the Blues. I think Colorado's going to beat the Blues, but, you know, that's the team to beat is Colorado. Oh, yeah. You know, I think they could beat Edmonton easily. I think they... Not e. I shouldn't say easily. I think they could beat Edmonton. I think they could beat the Blues, you know? So the team to beat is Calgary. You know, uh, I'm sorry. the the team The team to beat is Colorado. Yeah. So, I, you I know, wouldn't, I wouldn't like count. I wouldn't recount the Blues out that quick against them. But yeah, I think they they're capable of beating them. But yeah, it'll be uh, that could go either way in my opinion. But yeah, they're. Uh, I could see Calgary going all the way, hundred percent. I, I said that it, since man. the start. That yeah. I think they're good enough. Um, it's just really, like, are their big boys going to step up and keep playing well? You know, that's what's going to come down to. I'm not, like, overly impressed with their blue line, but it's, like, good enough. And I think Markstrom being such a good goaltender makes up for a lot of that. Um, but, yeah, uh, we'll see what happens. I think if I had to pick between St. Louis and Calgary, I'd if that if it comes down to that, I know we're getting ahead of our, our skis here a little bit, but... Yeah, it's all right. Um... I'd go St. Louis. Oh my goodness! Yeah, really? I really would. Uh, wow. I like St. Louis. I don't think you know, like wow. Mar- I love Markstrom I'm as surprised. a goalie, but I like St. Louis's blue line better. And St. Louis may have a little more depth on offense. As much as I love Matthew right. Kachuk, I don't know. It, but like then, it's so it's so hard. This is why we do these podcasts because it's like you, start, you go back and forth and oh yeah, Kachuk you could and, analyze and analyze all day. Kachuk and Gaudreau are just both friggin' superstars, and it's you know I can't I don't know. I don't even know if maybe I, maybe Jack Farris takes that back. I don't know, you know. I I, I don't know, I don't even know if I want to make that bold pick on the podcast. I might have Risky Rick edit that out so I don't get burned <laughs> and you guys are yelling at me. But uh, yeah, I don't. Calgary's a good team. I like them. I think the only thing that's a little bit questionable is their blue line, and I'm not even crapping on their blue line because they're good. I think they're good enough, but they're just not elite. I guess. Okay, fair Will enough. Will that be their, fair their downfall? I don't know. Maybe Markstrom makes up for that. Um, but, yeah, no, Calgary's a good team. Their forwards and their goalie is unbelievable. And, I trust me, Calgary, I think Calgary does have enough to get it done. Like, you, you know, wouldn't be shocked if they're in the cup final. Yeah, I mean, uh, shout out to my, my boy Bear. Like he said, man, it's, uh, you know, I like, again, I mean, I said in the past episodes, he, I, I laughed at him when he said, when I asked him two weeks into the season, who do you think uh, makes the cup and or wins? And he goes to Calgary Flames, and I laughed it off. So, and you know, look where we're at now. And uh, I'll probably mention that for the rest of the playoffs, and maybe even into the off season about that scenario because it's just it's just funny. It is. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves about oh, well, if if Calgary played St. Louis and this and that. But um, we'll have to wait and see, folks. It's it's gonna be great. It's going to be fucking phenomenal. That's the word I want to say. Because the next two... The next two series, and I said it earlier, I can't wait to see the Battle of Alberta and the Battle of the State of Florida. I just... Oh, yeah. I, I, that's that's must-watch hockey, man. It's must-watch hockey. 
Oh, yeah. The 100%. Couldn't have said it better. Battle of State of Florida and the Battle of Alberta. I don't even know which one's better. The best part about it is you're going to have the late game of Battle of Alberta to stay up through. So while you're yep. trying to fall asleep at night, you could yep. flick that game on. And That's what I love. At night when you're panicking, you can't really go to freaking sleep because it's like 1230 and it's in overtime. And you can't really go to bed because you want to watch it, but you're exhausted. You're going to have to stay up and watch it. But uh, yeah, the Battle of Florida is going to be great. Carolina and New York is going to be great. Um, all these series are going to be great. You know, we got through the first round, guys. We spoke about the first round. We asked your opinions. None of you guys answered us, so thanks a lot, but just kidding. Thanks uh, for nothing. Yeah. Uh, no, but we, we all gave our opinions. Jack Farris was uh, right about a hand, you know, most of them, right? I think I was right about a lot of my picks. But pretty sure. St. Louis. Pretty sure. The Rangers, obviously, I had to pick them, but uh, Tampa. I think I got you in the Tampa-Toronto. You did. Yeah, and, and you I, got me with Minnesota and St. Louis. Yeah. I think we're about even. Yeah. I think we are. Yeah. I picked Calgary, too, though. I knew Calgary was going to Yeah, I picked out, Calgary. But... I picked Colorado. Yeah, I picked Colorado, too. Um, I think I might have picked L.A. over Edmonton just for fun, which was kind of oh, yeah, stupid. Oh, yeah, I picked Edmonton, 100%. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's going to be fun. It, it only ramps up from here. It only gets more fun from here in the second round, and obviously as we get closer to the cup but second round gets even more fun because so so speaking about this the picks who, who do you who do you got let's hear it before we end this what do you got all right we'll go series by series i guess right what do you got like what do you uh tell me your four all four right now well i got rangers over carolina because i'm a rangers fan i can't pick against them and I, right. I do i honestly rangers. do i do believe rangers could beat carolina i really do i think they're good enough um i have I have St. Louis over Colorado. That's oh going to be goodness. Jack Farris's bold pick, and I might regret that one because I know Colorado is good, but oh I'm just goodness. rolling with St. Louis. I like them. Um, another, ah, this isn't bold, but this is going to go to Game 7. This is going to be a tough one. Go either way. I really like the Florida Panthers. I like a lot of players in the Florida Panthers. I love Barkov and Huberto, but I'm going Tampa over Florida. Wow. I really am. Um, I just have to. And when we're talking about Calgary versus Edmonton, Battle of Alberta. Um, we'll probably agree on this one. <laughs> I think I'm going Calgary. Yeah. I have to go Calgary. I like Calgary better. I, McDavid, Drysdale, it's tough to count those guys out, but I just, you know. I love Kachuk and Gaudreau. Kachuk's a playoff player. I just think what it's going to... Markstrom's so good. I think if just Calgary could find a way to at least slow down McDavid, they're going to win the series. You know you know McDavid's going to score at least a goal or two. He's going to play well. He's just that much of a superstar. If they could just slow him down and get in his way at least and figure a way, out a way to do that, Calgary wins because I think they're better. they're a better team. Yeah. All around, depth-wise. And I'm not saying Edmonton's not... And it's going to be another interesting series to watch, but those are definitely my picks. I think St. Louis, Colorado ones would get a little risky. You guys might think I'm nuts, but I just think St. Louis has the experience, and I think they have enough skill. And what I would really be betting on with St. Louis is their goalie really standing on their head against Colorado. Yeah, I agree. But um, what I will have to say about risky Rick's picks is that, uh, you know, I wanted to agree with the Rangers, and 
and I know I wouldn't bet on this and whatnot, but just to throw some uh, competition, um, and as an Islander fan, I'm, I'm going to pick Carolina just to make it interesting. Mm. All right. um, just to make sure we're not picking the same team down the run here, down the run of the mill here. Um, listen, I've said it earlier, goaltending going to be a factor. I think Shesterkin's the better goalie overall. But let's see if Rangers take some stupid penalties that cost them the series or cost them the game. That's, you know... Yeah. They, we, mean, they did it a little bit against not. Pittsburgh, you know, yeah. so we'll, we'll see. Um, I got Carolina. I got Colorado over St. Louis. Obvious reasons. Not going to go in depth. Listen, I know Can't you hyped up. Me. I know you hyped up the Blues. I'm not saying they're a bad team. They made it the second round. Um, you know, I just, I got Colorado. I got Colorado. Uh, Battle of Florida. I got Florida. I got the, I got the Florida Panthers. Mm. I think it's their time. Um, you know, we, we, we went back and forth a little bit, whatnot, we, you know. If you want to listen to that take because you skipped forward and you didn't want to hear us talk and you just got to our picks, we'll scroll back, go back to the Florida Panthers and hear us discuss. I'm not going to dive into it towards the end. Oh, yeah. So, but Battle of Alberta, I do have the Calgary Flames. It's where we'll agree. Okay, so that's the I, one we agree that's, on. that's the one I do got. And I love Edmonton. I love McDavid. I love Dreisaitl. I love Darnell Nurse. So is Griffith. Yeah. yeah. No, no doubt. Um, I don't know if anybody knows this, but... Uh, I don't know if we mentioned it in the first episode, but Darnell Nurse is Donovan McNabb's nephew, just in case you didn't know. Yeah, not everyone knows that. But, um, listen. But yeah, you talk about Edmonton's blue line real quick. Just to wrap yeah, it yeah, up. yeah, go. They go. are a little better than maybe I, I thought. Like, maybe I was thinking, because, you know, those West Coast teams go. I mean, uh, you guys know if you're on the East Coast anyway. You're not always watching them as much. Right. You know, obviously any McDavid highlight you're watching or anything like that. But, you know, you're not really watching. You know, sometimes you're not up till twelve thirty one to finish that exactly. West Coast yeah, game. You know? Yeah, that's reasonable. So, uh, it's understandable. Um, Darnell Nurse is a good player. Tyson Barry, I like him. Yeah. You know, he's he's good. Sure. You know, um, Bouchard's young and he's good. But yeah, it, I don't know. Calgary all day though. Yeah. Just Calgary all day. That's that's all I'm gonna say at this point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I did. I just that. think they're gonna they're gonna they got it all in, in place and I. Uh, I love you know what I love Matthew Kachuk and I love Johnny Hockey Johnny Gaudreau right and I love Markstrom yeah I think though it's just Johnny those three Hockey. those three pieces alone are gonna be able to you know makers yeah if you got the Lindholm and Backlund and 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 the defenseman like slowing McDavid down they're gonna win they right, got right. you just slow McDavid down I think and that's it so that's McDavid true. and Drysdale Drysdale's fucking unbelievable player too if you could slow those guys down you know they're gonna score. Yeah. Give them a power play, they're going to score, you know, but, like, if you could stop them from, like, taking over the game, that's what's going to make Calgary win. 100%. Absolutely. Well, we can agree on that, Jack. We'll end it like that. Um, listen, folks, this was a great episode. I want to give a special shout-out to Johnny Ten, really random, for coming on last episode. Yeah, he was great. Listen, if anybody wants to be on this show, give us a call. We'll phone you in. You guys have anything we missed, want to talk about, let's talk about it. Send us an uh, email, Instagram us, Twitter us. We don't have a Twitter yet. I'll make one tonight, tomorrow maybe while I'm at work, dreading my job. Um, but listen, listen folks, it's, it's, it's an exciting time and I can't wait for round two. That's where I'm at. What oh, about yeah. you, Jack? Guys, appreciate you all for listening. You know, this is why we do this, because you guys are listening. So we appreciate you guys. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be back 
very soon just to kind of we'll be back you know a couple days and we're gonna start talking about the first few games that went on and uh we love this stuff so we're gonna uh we'll wrap up the games and see where we're at and you know whose picks are looking good whose picks are looking bad and who's playing good and there's always news coming up it's the playoffs playoffs happen fast and it gets intense so there's always a story to talk about whether it's a big hit an injury or a big goal or whatever it may be oh yeah so uh We'll be talking to you guys very soon, that's for sure. And we're like once again, appreciate you guys listening and uh we'll be back at you with another pod very soon. Absolutely, folks. That was Jack Farris. This is Rick Adams. Thank you for listening to the Puck House. Peace out. Peace out.